1: This is On The Mark, pleased to be joined today by an incredible team. We've got the Super Bowl champion, three-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Super Bowl champion, excuse me, three-time MVP, 16 years in the NFL, Joe Montana, and his beautiful wife Jennifer joining me today. And guys, we're here to talk some football, but you also wanted to talk about uh, your family. You both have family history of heart disease. And uh, Jennifer, let, let's start with you. Um, you guys came up with breaking away from heart disease. This is, you're trying to educate the dangers that people have where there are no symptoms and this can creep up on you. And I, Joe, I know that um, you didn't expect to have this in your life, especially being a former athlete and being active. Uh, Jennifer, just talk about how this has come to be and something that you guys have really wanted to uh, promote and, and make people more aware of the, of the dangers.
2: Yes uh thank you um and we've teamed up with Amgen and really just to try to Educate everybody because it it, it really helped us start to take care of uh, our bodies uh, by exercising, by eating right and all, too. And then especially we're at a higher risk for heart disease because um, we both have it in our family, as you said, um, Joe's mother's side, my father's side. My father passed away at the age of 60 from a massive heart attack. So um, it really, um, really resonated with us this whole campaign because of that. And also the idea that um, it's never too early to start. So we are busy, you know, educating our own kids and telling them that they are at risk. And um, everybody has a different procedure to follow and it's best for for everyone to be asking their own doctor. Um, but for us, it is, we're very passionate about it and, and eating right and exercising and just getting on top of Heart disease.
1: Joe, what would you say you do differently now, trying to, you know, stay as healthy as you can, as far in in this corner of your life?
3: Yeah. Well, I think one of the first things I did was um, actually get with our doc, like Jen said about getting with your doctor and and figuring out a game plan for you as an individual, because it's always different. And me, I, I find it always hard where you know everybody talks about diets and things. Uh, I found the easiest way to do it for me was to start just by cutting portion size down because we always seem to, to love a lot more food than we really need. And, and that kind of got me on the right track and trying to eat, eat uh, healthier, um, stay active during the day, you know, getting up and getting a workout in as much as I can in the morning. And if not, I try to work it in somewhere else during the day. But I think that, that those things have been
1: the biggest uh, difference in my life. See, and when I was thinking about this for you, Joe, I mean, you obviously are dealing with physical ailments from playing the game of football at the highest level, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, 16 years uh, in the NFL, but you, you can't move around like you once did. I, I'm, I'm curious, like, as you're, you know, trying to stay as healthy as you can, do you, do you look back and say, well, maybe I wish I would have played, I don't know, a couple of last years so I could, my body would feel better today or... Or do you look back and say, I wish I was out there even longer because I loved it so much?
3: Yeah, the latter for sure. I put, <laughs> I, you know, I, I still look back and go, I, I probably got out at the right time and maybe, like, maybe um, you know, I probably could have cut down a year or two just to be, to be safe. But I, I, most of my injuries had, had already been, um, um, I've already had, had prior to that, the yeah. serious ones. And I also, um, um, but I still think I still think I could have played a little longer. Yeah, I wish <laughs> I. You, know, you always look back on those things and go, "Wow, it was, it, it, it's the career is so short." That you and, and, and you just love the game so much. It's just so exciting when you play. It's hard not to. But um, one of the things that I do to get around with is um, really. In one of the other partners here is Schwinn, and, and we we bike a lot. Um, we we have bikes. We have a stationary bike that I spend a lot of time on.
1: Jennifer, is, is it hard for you to see your husband, who you love so much, like dealing with the after effects of football?
2: Oh, sure it is. Um, I know. I know. Like he said, he wouldn't have traded it for anything. But um, definitely, I don't think I was any happier than uh, when the boys. Both didn't move on after college football that was that was great I mean there's so many they have so many different wonderful attributes and all too, but now he's into um he's into another kind of a battle because he has high cholesterol and he has um high blood pressure so we're kind of we've got another game plan together here and trying to keep him moving and healthy and eating properly and all too so yeah. It takes its toll, and the you know the thing you have to do is the, it's the part that you can't see, the heart that all, so many of us are at risk for, and and just to get educated early, um, it, it can save so many lives.
1: Joe, how do you how do you feel about the game being under attack? I mean, you're you're a guy that you, you grew up in Pennsylvania, you loving the game, dreaming of playing at Notre Dame, and now there's less and less people, or less and less kids playing youth football because they're worried they won't be able to think when they're, or whatever it is, the parents are being more careful. We always knew the game was dangerous, right? But it seems like the game's under attack now more than it ever has been.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, it's hard to watch the game go through what it's going through, but it's totally understandable, especially, um, it's a, it's a funny thing. I always th- thought that kids what, at, a, at, a certain, at a really young age um, weren't quite as, uh, susceptible to some of these things because I, it was more like bunch ball, right? They get up, they snap the ball, and they all get in a bunch, and then they all go, and then they all fall down. But at some point in time, a couple kids get uh, uh, more mature quicker, and so that's when I think the game gets more dangerous. Like younger kids who are who, whose bodies are, are growing faster, you started out outweighing and out now being able to out physical the rest of the kids, and that's where I think the danger comes in. So I, I totally get it with the parents. Um, I think you know waiting. Um, there's nothing wrong with waiting, but it also becomes an individual thing too. You can see guys who look like Roger Craig. You guys, you know, Roger's still running marathons. I, 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 I go anything over a, a mile or two is t- requires a vehicle, Raj. I don't know, but, and, and the same with Jerry Rice. I mean, look what Jerry went through, too. But all of a sudden, you know, he's still um, doing all his workouts, the same as he did when he was playing. So, he, it's, I think it becomes individual at the, at the time.
1: Yeah, I, I hang out with one Hall of Famer doing a Bears postgame show with Dan Hampton and an older guy, Ed Obradovich, and they don't exactly move particularly well, Joe, but they would never give up what they experienced playing the game. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's something that's... Oh. I and mean, that's just kind of
3: yeah. I think if you ask anyone who's been in the in that game at that level, that they would all say the same thing. It's the excitement of a Sunday afternoon or Monday night, whatever you want to say, is uh, just hard to explain. I, I always say I wish I could. Everyone could have a, an opportunity to play at least one game on a Sunday just to see what that excitement's like. Win or lose, um, the, the thrill of the game is just, uh, beyond what you can even to
1: describe. Yeah and uh, you know I've heard you talk about this before and I, and I love it because uh, you know I think if I had ever been anywhere close to that position you would have had to rip the jersey off me like I would never have wanted to do anything else in my life Then then you have to move on and sort of be you know the, the, the average regular person but uh, you know it's also you have this excitement but yet you were so calm so cool and so I guess prepared when for the biggest moments and I, I know you've tried to explain this, but, like, how, how would you say, like, look, you know, I, this is why I was able to be so successful when it mattered the most?
3: Well, I think one of the things I, I learned uh, early from Bill Walsh um, really was about preparation. And, and, and I, I think the easiest way to try to describe it is when you I, – I, when I talk to kids, okay, you have a test on Friday. When you walk into that test on Friday – If you've prepared yourself well enough, you don't have any, yeah, you're a little bit nervous, but in most cases, you're nowhere near as nervous as you would be if you weren't prepared walking in there, and you can feel the difference in your body, and those things affect the way you would play, and the one thing that Bill taught was preparation was probably the most important part, especially for a quarterback. You have to to be thinking ahead and have seen things in your mind over and over, whether it's the plays, whether it's um, the video you're watching, um, it takes a lot more time off the field than, than people believe.
1: Who would you say was your, your, your best 49ers team, Joe?
3: Oh, I don't know. It's one of those it, the 88 89 teams, or those teams were pretty good, both <laughs> offensively and defensively. Ronnie thinks it was our 84 team. If you ask Ronnie a lot, yeah. But I think offensively we didn't have the weapons that we had later on
1: fair enough, hey uh Jennifer, you know your husband gets compared to Tom Brady now, like just ask if he's not there. Does he ever turn to you late at night and be like, I was better than Brady if I played under the rules right now? Nobody would compare me to Brady. <laughs> does that ever happen
2: <laughs> Well, let me just answer it this way. He does make us refer to him as the goat around the house.
1: How's that? <laughs> <laughs> see. I, I I love that. I think you should do that, Joe. I I was watching a. a, a
3: I, I, I I want them to make the i want to make the sound too. They have to make the good
1: sound. <laughs> I, I I was watching a, a video with uh, Kobe Bryant was talking about having dinner with Michael Jordan, and he and he said that Michael's sitting there telling him, like if if I played you when I was in my prime, I would have killed you. And Kobe's got to look at him and say, "Hey, Mike, can you just enjoy your your dinner and and eat, eat, eat your salad?" So. I don't know, do you, do, do, do you still, does that competitive burn in you when, you when people compare you to Brady or whoever today?
3: Well, I, I think it burns in everybody who's had success you know, down, down the line or even uh, in the, or just been in the league for any length of time. I think you have to have a certain attitude to survive in it. And if you don't think you're better than somebody else, then hopefully you're on somebody else's team than mine. <laughs> I mean, I think that's part of the things that we all thought when we were in San Francisco for so long is that we were better than anybody else. And, yeah, we're going to lose our, our share of games here and there, but we we're, we're still believe that we're the best at what we did.
1: When they talk about the greatest quarterbacks of all time, the guy that you went up against, you played against him in the Super Bowl, and he's a Pennsylvania guy, and it was always, at least that when I was growing up, Montana and Marino, and a lot of people don't mention Dan that much in that conversation now. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Because that, that, he was a pretty good quarterback, Dan Marino.
3: Oh, he was, yeah, I, I, he never gets his due for sure. And he's one of those guys that you would love to see play in today. Because think about his, his, just the size of his receivers and the, and the accuracy that Danny has and or had back then, and you put him in today's world with the, instead of, Five nine, five ten receivers. He's got six four, six five guys that can run down the field, and he can stand in there and not really worry about getting taking those hits that, that you know we took back then. I think you would see his numbers would be they are they were ridiculous then. That that probably even more ridiculous now.
1: Best defense you ever played against?
3: Um, probably the Giants. You know, when they had that group rolling, they were, they were pretty good. They gave us the toughest time most of the time. Those and then, then there was a couple of the Saints defense when they had those those four four linebackers there that um, they were pretty good too.
1: And since you mentioned the Saints, uh, you know, early in your career, your second season, you're down 35-7 to at half against the Saints. You come back and you win the game 38-35. Does, was that maybe like the first moment where you realized, like, I can really be, you know, superb, excellent, one of the best at this? Because, I mean, you were so young to do that, that had to have given you a huge confidence boost.
3: Um, it gave me a confidence boost, but I, I never really thought in, in those terms. I always, you know, once you were there, you always thought that you, I was there for a reason and I was going to try to do everything I could to stay there and um, for as long as I could. And I never really sat back and said, well, yeah, I can play this game now. It just wasn't the way I my mind operated or still operates. But um, it was a fun game to, to be a part of because Bill Walsh kind of made us kind of put us go in a backwards trend where typically everybody, you get that far behind, you start trying all kind of new stuff. And Bill just made us go back to our basics, and basic offense and basic defense, and let's just – Get some momentum and get out of this game going in the right direction. And you know, obviously, we turned it around. And playing in the quagmire of of Candlestick didn't didn't hurt either, because even even big old Dwight Clark ran for a long touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> that was <a> good. <laughs> That's the only reason he did because he was he was a butter. <laughs> yeah,
1: hey, I, I think he started. He went all the way across the field on on that run. Hey, uh, yeah. Su- Super Bowl twenty three, you you got ninety two yards to 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 win it. What what was going through your head?
3: Um, you know all we all we really need to do is get in field goal range, and that was the, our our biggest concern. Was okay, we're playing for a field goal at this point. So, um, you know, we've been in two minute offenses uh, a lot, you know, enough times in my career to know that. Um, just take what they give you and just keep going and um you're going to have four downs all the time, so um that's an advantage as a quarterback, knowing you got that extra down to be able to pick up a first down, so there was no rush and we had a lot of time on the clock who
1: Who would you give credit to Joe on that as far as you you always seem to do that take what 's given you and and take the risk at the right time you never it was very rare that you would put yourself you know throw into triple coverage or anything like that. you always just played it. In that moment that play and not rushing ahead like I don't where did you learn that skill any coach you would give credit to?
3: Well, I I, I still go back to Bill um, Because that was the style of his offense He's you know, we're gonna attack an area of the field and he goes and I'm gonna this is where I would like you to throw the ball but You don't have to throw it down there because I'm gonna give you these other guys down here and we're gonna try to control the field with this and if he's covered from this area, then you throw the ball to this guy. Well, he goes, I would much rather punt than throw an interception. It's it's a, throwing an interception gives the other team such a, li- a bigger lift by far than, than having to punt the ball. And we, and he also didn't hurt, well, it also didn't hurt that we had some pretty good defenses <laughs> <laughs> while I was playing, so. Punting um, wasn't a bad thing.
1: Yeah, you've always given credit to uh, playing with a great defense and and uh, your good friend Ronnie Lott. It's it's uh, I, I love that about you, Joe and Jennifer Montana. Hey, as we go out here, uh, one more thing that you perhaps uh, both would want people to be aware of as far as heart disease and and making sure that uh, people go out and get themselves checked out.
3: I I I think the most important thing is just to get with your doctor, uh, you know, on a yearly basis and and just. Make sure you know you know what your risks are, and and if you have a problem, then you know they'll work on a game plan for you individually.
1: And
2: Jennifer, I have to just concur. Yeah, I just concur, and and uh, do it as soon as you can. Um, you can go to the website Breakaway from Heart Disease and take a look at how to get started really and um, a lot of it will be your family history and also your eating um, the way you eat and the exercise that you get so before you can even get to the doctor if it's a two week appointment out or or a month start looking at your intake and and start some mild exercise.
1: Four time (laughs) Super Bowl champion, three time MVP 16 years in the NFL, and, and now uh, creating some awareness around heart disease. Joe and Jennifer, Montana, just great great to talk to both of you. Appreciate the time.
3: Thank uh, we appreciate you. it. Thank, Thank you. you.
2: <sighs> the comfort
0: of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand.